it's been cool to see when you look back now, really four years, if you're including the first one, of um, how much data that we have organized, how much easier it's making renewal reviews and things like that, where um, it, you're starting able to point to it and say, okay, if we follow these processes, if we follow these workflows, this is obviously making all of our lives better and easier. Welcome to Declaration of Independence on Agency Nation Radio where insurance professionals turn on the mic and share unscripted stories about leadership, technology, marketing, success, and failure. Stories that helped to make them the professionals that they are today. From Main Street USA to the pages of Independent Agent Magazine, brought to you exclusively by Agency Nation Radio. David Watson, Executive Vice President of Mappus Insurance in Columbia, South Carolina first got a taste for independence while working for Farm Bureau Insurance as a contractor. This inspired him to start a scratch agency in 2016. While building the agency, he focused on automating as many processes as possible and generating leads from social media and search engines. However, the endeavor was not all plain sailing. But when he met his business partner, it changed the course of his career. My agency, in the grand scheme of things, was not very successful. Um, I was struggling as a first-time business owner, but uh, it eventually just came, hey, why don't we just do this together? In 2018, he merged his agency with Mappus, where Watson was not only able to hone his risk advisory skills, but he was also able to integrate his lofty ideas for automation. By 2020, he had founded Risk Advisor, a smart form software program that makes the application and renewal process more efficient for independent agencies. David. Thanks for joining us. I'm looking forward to learning about how you are both an agent and an InsureTech founder. But first, why don't you tell us about how you got started in insurance? The main reason I ended up in the insurance business is because my father-in-law told me that if I was gonna marry his daughter, that I needed a full-time job. And uh, the two of us, we got married uh, when she was 21, I was 20. Uh, so we were very young and um, I was at working at Chick-fil-A at the time and he had already given me the blessing, but he was like uh, a couple conversations later, he said, you really need to start focusing on getting a full-time job. And uh, actually I had a buddy of mine that I went to church with, uh, Jeremy Powers, uh, who's an, also an independent agent in our area. And he said, hey, I, I just went through the process of getting licensed for uh, working over at Allstate. Um, I took this week long course and took a test and don't need a, a degree or anything like that. Uh, you should try that out. And so um, I'm a terrible test taker. So if you're reading this or listening to this and you think uh, you're going through that process and you're struggling through uh, if you failed it or what, I, it took me both on the PNC and the life and health. It took me three separate tries to uh, pass both of those. So if, if that's something that you're working through, that's not something to really worry about um, once you get through it. But uh, it's funny enough, after I got licensed, uh, went out and handed out my resume to uh, 30 to 40 agents, none of them being independent. I didn't really know about the independent channel um, in my early stages of my career. So for the first five years or so, I spent time working at some different State Farm agents, offices, uh, spent some time at Allstate and Farm Bureau, and um, ended up at my time with Farm Bureau they have you set up as a 1099. So I started getting a little bit of a taste of being a little bit independent. Um, I got the taste of doing my own taxes, doing my, uh, keeping up with my own expenses and a little bit more freedom. And I made the, had the realization that if 
hey, my long-term plan for Farm Bureau was if, if I didn't make it to an agency manager in 10 years, I was gonna start independent. Well, it just kind of hit me one day that I'm early on in my career, my one daughter at the time had just been born. She's not gonna remember if we're struggling right now, but she will remember 10 years down the road if I have to start over. Uh, so I just kind of made the decision, hey, I'm gonna go for this and uh, started my scratch independent agency in 2016. So tell us about your experience starting an agency. What went well, what didn't go to plan, and what did you learn? Yeah, when I look back at my time with Blue Lake in the first two years there, it, it's one of those things where a lot of my time was uh, focused around really trying to automate everything. I was a one-man shop, obviously. Um, you look online, there's plenty of courses about generating Facebook leads or Google leads um, or uh, doing automation where, hey, the client sends you everything that they, everything that you need for a quote, and you can turn the quote around and never really have a conversation with the client. And that's really those those first two years, except for the people that I personally knew, um, that's kind of the route I was trying to go. I was trying to spend a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of resources on automating the entire process. And it wasn't really until I joined Mapis and started learning of the true like risk advisor, um, trusted advisor relationship where focusing on coverage, focusing on relationships that I really saw a huge increase in my, my personal business. And uh, that's, that's one thing that I tell anyone who will listen is uh, you look at a lot of these agencies who are successful with uh, kind of copying the direct model where uh, trying to funnel a lot of money into marketing expenses and trying to get in front of the client and automate most of the process. Well, those are normally coming from larger agencies who have the dollars, have the marketing spend to funnel a lot of money into it. If you're if you're a new agent who's trying to start scratch without really any bankroll or anything like that, it's really hard to be successful there because it takes a lot of money to get it right. And it takes a lot of uh, time and um, ad spend and all that uh, to, to kind of go down that flow. Um, so if I were starting over as a scratch agent, I would focus on relationships. Um, I would focus on being a part of my community. Be, I would focus on uh, advising on coverage and um, making sure that I'm viewed as that trusted advisor and that everything that any type of marketing that I'm putting out, any type of communications I'm putting out are based on that. Because when it comes to being a trusted advisor, it's one of those things where that's where the long-term success is gonna, um, gonna come from and helps you scale uh, long-term, in my opinion. Okay, so once you merged with Mappus, tell me about how Risk Advisor came about. Yeah, so uh, Risk Advisor was born in, in Mappus. Um, it's one of those things where, uh, I guess, all the way back to 2019, it was something where being a part of the processes, being a part of the automation, um, I just felt like there, the way we were currently doing things could be done a lot better. So we utilize virtual assistants to do our quoting. I'm a big believer that if um, I don't want to be paying a producer $100,000, $150,000 a year to be doing $10 per hour tasks when it comes to like data entry and things like that. And so like one of our agents might be sending over a deck page with the driver's license number and telling a virtual assistant to quote this or um, like me personally, I had all these different email signatures based on the type of business that based on what they were quoting that uh, I would send over as part of that email. 
And uh, we're also, our agency's on the coast. So we're, we were heavy in uh, coastal business. So we're having to utilize uh, personal wholesale brokers a, a good bit. And it's one of those things where um, we um, were also sending out seven, six, seven emails to different wholesale brokers. And when I just started evaluating it, one, we had this process where we would, uh, it's called a risk profile that we'd fill out, whether it's a, some of the agents still were doing things separately, but some of the agents would be filling out a writing in with chicken scratch, uh, printed out piece of paper. Uh, some agents would be using it on their computer as a fillable PDF, and we would be sending that out. And so when I started looking at it from a point of view of like, okay, let's better this process, but also better the distribution of this data and um, spent 60, 70, 80 hours. Uh, a lot of that's because I am a, a perfectionist when it comes to automation or technology and uh, decided let's, let's build this for my agency. And within the first year, we submitted like 1500 quote requests through it and it significantly decreased the amount of time it took us to get these out uh, talking 10 15 minutes every single time and if you take that and multiply it by 1500 you can see how quickly that's adding to the bottom line for the agency but then um it also it, it led to us asking better questions because i started focusing deeper on okay if you're going down this route and you're talking about someone's secondary residence that might have some rental there's some more detailed questions that we need to be asking um, when it comes to that. So uh, it really just started there and uh, 2020 um, kind of made the decision that, hey, if we're going to keep going from here, I can't piggyback off of somebody else's product uh, like a form builder. Uh, I've got to custom build this. And if I'm going to custom build it, this is also something that I think other agents and other agencies could find a lot of value in. And so um, went through that process went through kind of a, um, a development period with a developer where we kind of just laid the roadmap out and uh, started building that in 2021 and uh, officially launched January, 2022. Um, so just over a year in of um, being officially on the market for other agents to utilize this as well. So being an agent and an InsureTech founder must be a lot of work. What's that dynamic like? Yeah, no, it, it works out really well because it's, it's very easy to see how much it's impacted the agency. Yeah, there there's points of pushback, especially when we release something maybe a little bit before it's ready and uh, having the agency be the first uh, beta or alpha testers, whatever you want to call it. Um, but overall, the, the relationship is really, really good. And it's one of those things that it's cool because it's at the point where we're actually using it as part of our uh, hiring pitches. We're talking about the technology that we're using that you'll have available to you and um, how it's how it's helping simplify, especially on the account management side, simplify their lives and things like that. So one of those things where um, as anything, as with any agency, sometimes it takes a little bit of adopting it, um, but it's been cool to see when you look back now, really four years, if you're including the first one, of um, how much data that we have organized, how much easier it's making uh, renewal reviews and things like that, where um, it, you're starting able to point to it and say, okay, if we follow these processes, we follow these workflows, this is obviously making all of our lives better and easier. And it's one of those things where um, that anytime that happens, it's always going to help people adopt something new. That sounds great. So what advice would you give to someone who wants to follow the same path? Yeah, so we founded a firm in the United States. Uh, their name is Titan. We've worked with them several times and they've done a phenomenal job 
their main tech stack is Laravel PHP, which is what we kind of decided that, hey, this is the, the tech stack that we want to build on. And um, one of the things that we actually didn't do with them, we did some with someone local before that, that I would encourage anyone who's thinking about um, building any type of product is to, um, I spent an entire day with a local firm who took me through a road mapping session. And really what that was is we, hey, this is everything I see or envision or what I would want in this product. Let's get that out on the table. Let's take notes on that. And then let's cut it down to the MVP. And then let's cut it down again from that to actually what the MVP or minimal viable product should be. And that paid dividends because it was one of those things when we hired Titan, I was able to take that to them and it gave them a huge head start. It was able to also validate it. We were able to take some of those notes to other agencies and talk through, hey, this is what we're thinking of building. Like, would this be beneficial to your agency? And uh, it was cool to get that feedback and see the answers from there. And, uh, but it really helped you like zone in on what you're trying to build instead of who with Titan, they weren't cheap because they were very, very good. Um, and so it helps having that roadmap where you're gonna build out, hey, this is where we're going with this. Let's focus on what's a priority. And so um, I'm a non-technical founder. Um, I, I, I've kind of taught myself enough to get in trouble. Usually whenever I push up code to the app, it ends up breaking something. So um, I'm uh, doing less and less of that, trying to make sure that I'm not making my team's jobs any uh, harder than it already is. But um, it's it's been cool to go through that process and kind of um, spend that time on really learning how to, okay, this is what I want, let's tone it down from there. And then let's tone it down again from there. So that way we make sure we get out something quick and simple and then grow it from there. That's so cool. Well, thanks for joining us. It's great to hear your story and it's great to see more agents taking control of their tech. But before you go, one last question. What are your thoughts about the future of agency and sure tech? Yeah, I, I think um, I think it's really important and I'm starting to see it more um, where I think local representation in each state's big eye on tech councils or whether there's one already in place or um, there's not informing it. I think that's really important because one thing that I'm starting to see as I'm working with more and more companies on integrations and um, working together is the how how easy it is on their end to take advantage of their customers. And what I what I mean about that is it, they they talk about open APIs. They talk about the ability to work and play easy with uh, play well with others. But when you start working with them as an integration partner, it can be it can be difficult, and it's pretty obvious what they're trying to do when they're trying to push back and just have the they want their clients, even though they're collecting on both ends, they're wanting their clients to only use their systems and stay in their ecosystem. Um, and it's one of those things where like it's very commonly talked about that hey, I want one system that does it all. Well there's never gonna be one system that does it all. Um, I don't care how much money um, gets thrown at it, how how much focus gets thrown at it, there's never gonna be one system that does it all. And so if we can't have one system that does it all, the next best solution is having systems that are excited about working with uh, other systems and will go out of their way and remember that they're in user, they're in client, the independent agent 
is it's their job to make their lives easier and being able to work together with other ecosystems, other products to with the end goal of making their clients' lives easier should be the goal. Not, hey, we're gonna kind of lock it down on our end to make it to where you only want to spend your time in our ecosystem. So I think a lot of that kind of wrap it up. I think a lot of that is going to come down to hearing from not just local agents, not just hearing from their clients as the independent agent. I think it's going to take another step past that where organized conversation from those big eye tech um, councils is, is vitally important um, to be heard as a whole. You've been listening to Declaration of Independence. I'm Will Jones, Editor-in-Chief of Independent Agent Magazine, the monthly deep dive into the IA channel, available in print and online at iamagazine.com and free to all Big Eye members. If you know of an all-star agent or agency that should be featured in Declaration of Independence, send an email to iamag at iiaba.net. Declaration of Independence is a podcast on Agency Nation Radio powered by the big eye and trusted choice.